listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. I felt my spirit. I was... um... I woke up early this morning, um, went to bed late. We were fellowshipping with um, a few pastors that came in, and um, but I, I could not seem to sleep. And this morning, the Lord woke me up. I started praying, and um, I've been praying for probably about the last two hours and uh, praying for you and believing God. And I felt the Lord begin to speak to me that God's getting ready to loose abundant miracles to us on this time of fasting and prayer. And uh, I sense it strong in my spirit this morning as we're getting ready. I'm, gonna, I'm actually, what I'm going to do is take uh, some time to teach here on this subject of abundant miracles through prayer. And then we're going to pray. This is going to be, uh, you know, half teaching but half live prayer meeting this morning because I'm telling you more than ever, there's an urgency to pray, to get into God's presence, and to watch what the Lord will do as we seek His face and, uh, and do what we're called to do, which is to press in. And so, um, by the way, for those that couldn't hear me at the beginning, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Lisa, we're believing with you, standing for Dave. Mary Beth, we're standing for Jeff. I'm getting all of your prayer requests. We're believing God for miracles and uh, expecting supernatural things to quickly take place. So um, I want you to, if you haven't done so yet, take a minute, share the broadcast. I'm going to start in uh, John chapter 15 which is where the Lord had me this morning. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna read that, and then I'm going to take you to a couple other places and show you how we're believing God for abundant miracles through fasting and prayer and uh, set your faith on course for that today, and then we're going to pray. And we're going to really take the, the final half, really, of the broadcast and press into the anointing through prayer. You know, it's one thing to teach on prayer. It's another thing to study prayer, but it's a whole other thing to pray. And uh, we've got to be people of prayer. And I believe and trust those of you in the Victory Tribe, you've been taking uh, at least an hour a day during this time of fasting to pray and to believe God for miracles. Uh, It's important. You know, there's no point in pushing the plate away and not eating if we're not going to pray. And so we have to press in and believe God uh, for prayer or through prayer. So I'm starting in John 15, and I want to... uh, want to give this to you again, and the Bible says this, Jesus is teaching, Jesus is speaking, and he said in John chapter 15 and verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. And so I want to I want to stop with those two verses first. There's two things obviously that have to be true before our prayers bear fruit. And that is number 1, Jesus said if you abide in me. Well, that's talking about people that are connected, if you read the whole chapter, people that are connected to the vine. We are the branches, he is the vine. And when we stay connected, that means that we're in our position of righteousness, we're living holy, we're believing God that what he said will come to pass, which is that he does not withhold any good thing 
from those that walk uprightly. And so our righteousness, our holiness, it ensures our connection to Christ. Uh, so that's abide in me. But then what was the second thing he said? And let my words, if my words abide in you. All of our prayers are based upon God's word. All of our prayers are based upon God's word. So we don't ever pray anything that's not attached to the mighty word of God. It's a waste of time because our prayers have to fall in line with the word of God. Our prayers have to fall in line. Why? Because God's word is his will. God's word is his will. I'm going to say that again. God's word, we want to see the manifestations of God. We want to have the manifestations of God. And so if you turn with me again to James chapter 5, here's the promise about our prayer. Here's the promise about as we petition God, as we do what we're commanded to do. And by the way, we are commanded to pray. Prayer is not optional for the believer. Prayer has never been optional for the believer. So we're commanded to pray. All through the Bible, believers are commanded to pray. Jesus said, when you pray. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And he began to show patterns of prayer to all those that he raised up. And when he couldn't be there himself, the Bible says he sent Timothy to teach them to live like he lived, which is a life of prayer. And we know Paul was a man of fasting as well. And he saw mighty miracles take place. Why? Because he was a man of obedience, prayer and fasting, in obedience to God's expectation. So that's why we pray. We're commanded to. But notice what happens when we do pray. The Bible says in James chapter 5, uh, and we're going to start reading at verse 16. James 5 and verse 16. Therefore, uh, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. It produces power as you pray. That's why the Bible says, uh, if you read here also in James chapter 5, that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Why will the prayer of faith save the sick? Because the prayer of faith carries power. The prayer of faith carries power. So the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So as we pray, here's something that's interesting to note, and I would write it down, put it in the comments. As I pray, God works with me. As I pray, God works with me. Very important for us to get that. As I pray, God works with me. He is not only answering your prayers, but think about it. The things you're praying for. Many times, like Jesus, through our prayer, we're sending the word to people that need a touch from God. We're sending the word. We did this last night. There, was, there were people here that were standing in faith for someone else. So what did we do? We sent the word to that person that needed a touch, as Jesus did. So what's going on in that instance? That as we pray, God's working with us. It's interesting that as you read the New Testament, 
The Bible doesn't say God worked for them or they worked for God. It says, and the Lord worked with them and signs followed. God works with us. He's not working for us and we're not working uh, uh, independently of his help. Thank God for that. But God works with us and signs follow. So when you become a person of prayer, abundant miracles are released to people that faithfully press in in prayer. And I'm not talking about, you know, well, I pray over my meals. You know, we like to say a little prayer before we go to bed each night. No, I'm talking about people that press in and are uh, with that bulldog tenacity, stand in faith, and really they're, they're petitioning God. They're crying out to God for things to change and believing for miracles. And God answers those prayers, and God produces miracles. I remember uh, Dr. Bob Rogers was saying that when he uh, was first met Dr. Cho and uh, his mother-in-law, Madam Che, and they were over there and saw how massive of a church uh, Yoido Full Gospel Church was in Seoul, Korea. And he asked them about church growth strategy. And he was talking, and Madam Che was there, and he said, how, what's the secret to this kind of a church, this size of a church? What do you do to get this size of a church? And Madam Che said, we fast, 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 and we pray, pray, pray. That was her answer. We fast, 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 and we pray, pray, pray. And as they fasted and they prayed, God released abundant miracles in the form of the largest church in the history of the world. No church has been larger. And then uh, many of you know Bishop David Oyedepo in Nigeria that finally got connected with Dr. Cho and went over there and he said, I learned how to pray. I remember hearing him tell a story that's funny. He said he was at a time early on in his pastoral career and he was fasting and praying for increase in their church and they were running 5,000 members in the church and he was so discouraged and he said, I fasted until I literally was affecting my body and it started to affect my body negatively. He said, my body began to bleed you know, my stomach was bleeding. I fasted for so long, and my wife turned to me, and she said, uh, David, you better eat something or you're going to die. And his response to her, to me, is funny, because if you think of a 5,000-member church, everybody would consider that a mega church. Well, man, you've got 5,000 people at your church. That's a huge church. And his response was, I would rather die than have a church this small. And he began to fast and pray. And as he connected with Dr. Cho and understood the power of fasting and prayer, the expansion began. And you started to see people come from everywhere. And now, as you know, he has a sanctuary that seats 55,000 people with tents outside that seat 40,000 more. And they have five Sunday morning services. And they, they, no one can stay over for the next service because they need your seat. And they're building a, a sanctuary right now that will seat 100,000 with a children's church sanctuary that'll seat 10,000 people. Why? Because as they fasted and prayed, abundant miracles were released. Supernatural, abundant miracles were released. As we pray, power is released on our behalf. As we pray, power is released on our behalf. It's all through the word of God. Jesus informed his disciples that if they wouldn't pray, they wouldn't be able to release the power necessary to gain victory over the things that stood in opposition to their purpose and to the anointing. That's found in Mark chapter 9. We've covered it many times. That when the demons uh, that were filling that boy 
uh, the di disciples couldn't cast him out, they said, Lord, how come we couldn't cast this demon out? And he said, because this kind does not go out except by prayer. And then some translations say prayer and fasting. And many manuscripts have that reading, prayer and fasting. And so what Jesus was trying to get across to them was, in order to release the kind of power necessary to gain victory in every circumstance, you've got to be a person of prayer. And if you're not a person of prayer, then it's not that you don't have power. It's not that you're not filled with the Holy Ghost or have the power of God living in you. No, the Bible teaches differently. The Bible teaches that every one of us are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He is the mighty spirit of the almighty God living within every believer. It's not that you don't have power. It's just that prayer is the method, that one of the methods with which we release the power. And I've given you that example many times of a dam that's holding back the flow of water, you know, from a river and forming a massive man-made lake until that dam breaks open and all that water gushes out and then all of a sudden you see the true power that was being held back by the wall and your flesh is like that wall that's holding back the power of God. And when we fast, we put the flesh under. And when we pray, we release the power of God through our spirits. And so the Bible teaches here, Jesus said to them, that this kind of demon, if you don't pray, if you're not people of prayer, see, that's why, I, and I put this in, in the books that I wrote about fasting and always found it interesting that the only thing that the disciples ever asked Jesus to teach them was, Lord, teach us how to pray. And I'm, I am convinced that they understood Everything powerful that flows from Jesus' life flows out of his prayer life. We watch him pray. We see him pray. And it's so powerful what he does, but we know. See, we don't have record of the, of the disciples saying, Lord, teach us to multiply fish and loaves. Lord, teach us to raise the dead. Lord, teach us to cleanse the leper. We don't have record of that. But we have record of them saying, Lord, teach us to pray. They must have understood that everything powerful that was flowing from his life must have stemmed from his prayer life. And so they wanted to be able to do what he did. And they said, teach us to pray. And Jesus said to them, you've got to pray. And if you don't pray, then power won't be released as it should be. Now, God wants us to uh, stay in that place of prayer. And I want you to get this in your spirit, John 16 now. We've gone one chapter from John 15 to John 16. John 16. So, so Kingdom Special Ops on YouTube, the scriptures we've covered so far, John 15, verses 7 and 8. And we've covered uh, James chapter 5 and verse 16. And uh, we've also covered um, Mark chapter 9, and verse 29. Now we're in John 16. And we're looking at the 24th verse of John 16. Now, now get this. Jesus is saying this. So I, I, want, I want to say something up front here. Don't ever feel that because you need God to answer prayers or because you want God to answer prayers that you're selfish. 
that you're a selfish Christian. Well, there's so many other people in the world that are suffering with far worse than what I'm going through. And, you know, I don't want to ask God to do things for me. when they, As if God is up in heaven with a pile of papers on his desk pulling his hair out because he can't get through all of his work in time. God is supernatural. And God is without limit. It's Just because you have a request for God doesn't mean he has to ignore someone else or take time away from somebody else's need to get to your need. God's not limited like we're limited. God is not a man. God's not human. God is supernatural. And his power is unlimited. He can do all things. And it's not hard for him. It's easy for him. to. I always liken it to, I mean, imagine AT&T or T-Mobile or, you know, uh, any of these cell phone companies. They're routing billions of calls a day with no issue. They're routing billions of text messages a day, and everything gets where it needs to go. You think God can't answer multiple prayers at the same time. God has no issue multiplying uh, what you need, what someone else needs, what their family needs. God can touch us all simultaneously, and it's easy for him. So don't ever believe that lie. Well, I shouldn't make so many requests. There's others that have money more needs. And I've had people tell me that. And that's because we don't understand the fullness of God's power. God wants you to make your requests. That's why the Bible commands us to do it. Make your requests known unto God. And that's found in Philippians 4, 6. Make your requests known unto God. He wants to know what you're believing for. Not because he doesn't know, he's omniscient. He knows all things. But when we make that request, guess what that does? It shows him that we believe he can do and will do what he said he would do. You know, when my, when my child comes to me, one of my children comes to me and says, oh, can I have this? Would you do this for me? Can I do this? Can I have this? You know what that shows? That they believe I have the resources to buy that thing. They believe that I have the resources to let them do that thing. Will you take me here? Will you do this? Will you? That shows me that my children believe I've got the resources to buy that toy or take them to that restaurant or take it, whatever it might be. You know, and it shows me that they have faith that dad can do it for them. The Lord's the same way. That he doesn't need you to tell him what you need. He already knows what you need. But when you make your requests known unto him, you're not just obeying the scripture that commands us to do so, but you're showing God, Lord, I'm making this request because I know you can and I know you will. And now as I make my request by faith, I thank you that you're going to come through for me and do what only you can do. Hallelujah. And so God wants to answer your prayers. I've said this before. I'll say it again. God wants to answer our prayers more than we want our prayers answered. Hallelujah. Think about that for a minute. Put it in the comments. God wants to answer our prayers more than we want them answered. And I'm gonna, that's why I took you to John 16, because I want to show you this passage of Scripture that gives us that very thought. He has a desire. Well, if we look just at John 15 where we were, why? What's the first reason? Well, look what he said in John 15, 8. He said, uh, as your prayers are answered, or uh, it will be done for you, and by this. So he said, if, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you, and by this. By what? The fact that it was done for you, that the prayers were answered, that your manifestation came to pass. By this, 
my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So notice that, that as your prayers are answered, Jesus is saying, every time your prayers get answered, my Father's glorified. Why? Because answered prayer is a supernatural thing. It's not a natural thing. And that's how I know that when God blesses you, he wants to bless you in a way that is so big, that is so uh, out there, that no man will be able to take the glory for what God's about to do. No human will be able to take the praise. No doctor, no lawyer, no boss at a job, no corporation will be able to take the glory for what's getting ready to happen for the faithful people of God. So we move on to John, to, uh, John 16, and this is what the Bible says. Jesus is still speaking. John 16, um, and I'll start reading with verse 23, and then I'll read 24. In that day, and by the way, we're in the day that he's saying, in that day. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Verse 24, until now you've asked nothing in my name, so ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. So that one of the reasons the Lord wants to answer your prayers is because he wants your joy to be full. The Lord wants your joy to be full. He doesn't want, want you walking around depressed or anxious. He doesn't want, want you walking around wondering if you're going to make it, barely getting by. He wants your joy to overflow. And when your prayers are answered, your joy is made full. Hallelujah. I covered this in the very first book I ever wrote, Praise, Laugh, Repeat, Living in the Power of Overwhelming Joy. One of the avenues to living in joy for the rest of your life is having prayers answered. And the Lord promised that if we would ask the Father in his name, that it would be done for us, and not only would he answer our prayers, but it would bring abundant and overwhelming joy. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost on that today. And I'm encouraging you, get ready for your prayers to be supernaturally answered. Get ready in this time of fasting and prayer for things that have never moved for you, They've never budged. Get ready for them to quickly move as you fast and pray. Get ready for things to be broken loose. What do I mean by that? Think of that as though it's like something that's rusted on to something, and you finally move it so much that you break that rust off and move that piece off that's been there for so long. Things that would not. I was watching a, a video the other day uh, of a guy restoring old handguns that they'd found, some from World War II, 1911 models, and they'd, they'd rust it up. And they, they couldn't even move. They were locked in position. The slide wouldn't move on the top of the handgun. And the guy showed it on the video. I can't get that thing to budge. Can't get that thing to move. But then he, he laid the whole uh, weapon inside of a, a rust remover, liquid, and set it there overnight. And then when he took it out in the morning and the rust had broken off and he was able to move that gun until, boom, that thing broke loose and started moving. The slide started moving again. And you begin to think of it like that. That as you fast and pray, whatever was locked up in your life that seemed like it wouldn't budge, seemed like it would not move, is getting ready to break loose and move by the power of the Holy Ghost. And then your joy will be full. And God will get the glory and the honor for the things that take place in your life. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing on that. Ask, 
and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Can you sense that anointing? Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. As we're getting ready to pray, and we're going to pray momentarily, but as we're getting ready to pray and press in with prayer, get ready for overwhelming joy to hit you today. Get ready for God to fill your mouth with laughter and your tongue with singing. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I feel it all over. I've been feeling it since early this morning. God woke me right up out of a dead sleep, and I'm telling you, I woke right up. I got out of bed, came downstairs, began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, that, that, that anointing hit my body early this morning. You say, well, man, we, we, should, we don't go by how we feel. That's true, we don't. But I tell people all the time, it's good to feel it sometimes too. It's good when that anointing stirs you up and you can feel it even in your physical body. You feel the strength of God come upon you. Why? Well, it's because you've got the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead that dwells in you. And the Bible says, quickens, makes alive. One translation, startles your mortal body. It gets into your flesh. The anointing will get into your flesh. It'll drive cancer cells out of your flesh. It'll drive arthritis out of your joints. It'll drive issues out of your bloodstream. It'll drive brain tumors out. We've seen it happen. It'll open blind eyes. It'll unstop deaf ears by the power of the Holy Ghost. There is an anointing that gets into your flesh. And the Bible says this. Not only will it get into your flesh, you can transfer it into somebody else's body. Hallelujah. And I was looking at some prayer requests that came in today. And there was inside the private Facebook group that we have during this fast. And there were multiple people saying, I, I laid hands on my husband, he needed a touch. I laid hands on my wife, she needed a touch. I laid hands on my children, they needed a touch. Well, yes, what you're doing is releasing that life-giving anointing into their flesh, into their body. And the things that are trying to attack the flesh have to loose and let go as that mighty resurrection power is loosed into the physical body. And as we pray today, one of the things we're going to pray for is that no evil thing can come upon your flesh in the mighty name of Jesus. No evil thing can come upon your flesh. No sickness, no disease, no malady. No issue can come upon your flesh, for your body is the temple of the living God who dwells in you. Now think about it. If the Holy Ghost is a life-giving spirit, and he is, he is, then what business do foreign things have living in a body that is filled with a life-giving spirit? Think of it. What business do cancer cells have living in a body that is filled with the same spirit that raised Jesus' dead decomposing body back to life again. They have no business in your body. I, I've shared the story before, and I'll, I'll, I'll share it again with you now. If you've, you've heard me tell the story of when Dr. John G. Lake traveled to South Africa during the time the bubonic plague had touched every continent of this earth, and people were dying all over the place. It was extremely contagious, and it was killing everybody that it touched. There was no cure at the time. And so Dr. Lake traveled to South Africa 
And at the time, he said that um, the South African government was trying to pay people $1,000. Now, this was in the late 1800s. Think of how much money that was. They were trying to pay people $1,000 to bury the dead. And nobody would take the money, and nobody would bury the dead. Because even after someone died, they were still contagious with the plague. In fact, the disease became pneumonic, got in the lungs, and after people would die and the, the breath would come out of them, on every corpse, foam would form around the lips and the sides of the mouth, and even that foam was contagious. And if you touched the foam or if any of it got on you, you'd catch the plague and you were a dead person. And nobody would bury the dead even for $1,000. And Dr. Lake brought his assistant to South Africa, and they began to go into the homes and carry the bodies out by themselves and bury them in the ground. And uh, they were praying for people and ministering and preaching, and they never got sick. And finally, doctors arrived from Europe on the shores of South Africa, and they had heard about what Dr. Lake was doing. And they met with him after they arrived, and they said, Dr. Lake, we wanted to ask you about what you've been doing. How is it that you've never caught the plague when you've been in contact with so many people that have had it? And he, they said, what preventatives are you using? That's the question they asked him. What preventatives are you using? And he said, brothers, it's called the law of life in Christ. And he said, and I want to prove it to you with an experiment. And they said, well, what kind of experiment? He said, I want you to take and scrape some of that foam from the victim of a, of a corpse that has died of the plague. Take that foam, and I want you to put it in my hand. And he said, I want you to look at it under a microscope. And at first they refused him because they knew that if that touched him, he would die of the plague. And he, they didn't want Dr. Lake, obviously, to die. He said, no, I'm not going to die. Put the foam in my hand and look at it under the microscope and watch what takes place. And when they put his hand under the microscope and looked at the foam, they were amazed to find that the cells of the plague that were in the foam of the person that came off the person's mouth, when those cells touched his skin cells of his hand, the cells of the plague began to die under the microscope. And they pulled back from viewing it and said, what is that, Dr. Lake? What's going on? He said, brethren, that is the law of life in Christ. And he began to talk about how that our bodies are filled with the life-giving spirit of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me and in you than he that's in the world. See, we've got to start to think like that because it's not automatic. Everything that we receive from God, including our healing, is received by faith. And as we step out by faith and, and not only make our requests known, but we begin to take what God said is ours by our confession, by our actions. We refuse to act in fear. I refuse to be a person who lives by fear. I refuse to believe this world system. I refuse to believe the reports that are negative or that contradict what God already said in his written word. I refuse. In Jesus' name, I will not have what the world has because I've got a redeemer, you've got a redeemer. We will look different in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We will look different in Jesus' mighty name. And so he began to teach them about the law of life in Christ, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it dwells in you. 
and it is now quickening your mortal body. And that's the case. And so today, as we're getting ready to pray, one of the things we're going to pray for is that every person that has been battling physically in their body, those that we've seen uh, in the in the private Facebook group, those that we've had right in, those that are in direct messages, we're going to loose the anointing today that every foreign and foul thing that thought it could take hold of your flesh and keep you in a place of sickness or disease, keep you in a place where you're struggling in your health, it's going to have to lose its grip during this time of fasting and prayer. And let me tell you, that's one of the blessings and benefits of fasting and prayer. Isaiah 58 tells us that as we fast and pray, our health will spring forth speedily. Don't expect to go the rest of your life with problem after problem after problem. Expect miracles to take place in your own personal body. Don't have to wait for the next revival to come through town. You don't have to wait for a prayer cloth. You can receive it from the mighty word of the living God and through prayer. And today we're going to pray momentarily and believe God for that. I know there's plenty of people watching and listening that have requests, that are believing for breakthroughs. They're, They're believing for impossible things to happen. If I told you about all the things that people write in, that they're believing for their children and their families, They need breakthrough in their relationships. They need children and grandchildren to come to Christ. They're struggling. I mean, there's people that are battling even domestic abuse. They're being beaten. I mean, we get all kinds of prayer requests. People are addicted. They can't seem to get free, and they want to be free. I'm telling you, this is our time of freedom in Jesus' name. We're going to receive what God said is ours in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I want you to set your faith today as we begin to pray. And and I'm going to use, by the way, some of these prayer points that we've given you. Because we want to base our prayer on the mighty word of God. Amen, Luanda. We will. We will. Robert, we are going to pray. And things are going to quickly change. And I expect testimonies to come back in Jesus' mighty name. And so, as I told you, for the end of this broadcast... We're going to take this time, press into the anointing of God. And uh, it's one thing to just have teaching, but it's another thing to actually do it. And we need to do it. And so we're going to pray today. So I want you to get yourself in position wherever you are watching. And uh, I understand some people are watching from work and they've got earbuds in and you can't necessarily quit your work and kneel down at your desk. But if you're home or if you're in a place where you can, we're going to pray. And I want you to begin to pray as well. And I'll lead you in prayer. But I want you to also cry out to God where you're, wherever you're watching from. doesn't matter where you are. Begin to cry out to God. Maybe if you're at work, pray, in, pray under your breath. Pray in tongues at your desk as you're doing your work. But watch as God touches you now. We're going to do what I, I taught you to do as we're in, in the time of prayer and fasting with these books. And that is, if you never heard me teach on it, we call it a Thanksgiving and praise sandwich. You say, why do you call it that? Because I've learned to not just launch into prayer with requests. I've learned that there's a biblical pattern and principle. That we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. We always begin by thanking God and by praising God. We always begin there. And then after we have sufficiently thanked him and praised him, which we could spend and will spend the rest of eternity doing, then we'll move into what requests we may have personally and then for our nation, our government, 
the church of God at large. And then we'll finish again with thanksgiving and with praise, believing God uh, that and thanking God that what we've prayed for, he's already doing it. He's already accompl- accomplishing what he said he would do. And so we're going to begin to pray. So I want you to join me. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. But we're going to pray. Father, we thank you. We come to you today in Jesus' name. We're so thankful for the mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost. We're so thankful for your great and mighty acts that you've already performed all over the earth. As your word declares, the word to praise you for your mighty acts of greatness in Psalm 150. We begin to praise you now for all of the mighty things you've done around the world. Thank you for the miracles that you've already poured out. Thank you for the supernatural things that we've seen come to pass. Thank you for protecting us from death throughout 2020 and 2021. Thank you for sparing our life from every wicked thing that the enemy planned to take us out and to end us for good. Thank you, Lord, that we're still alive and here to give you praise and to give you glory, that you've preserved our lives from the grave, that we have breath in our lungs to shout and to thank you and to praise you and to worship you. We thank you, Lord, that you've put a hedge of protection around us, that no evil thing can come near our dwelling place. We thank you, Lord, that you have stretched your mighty right hand down and grabbed hold of us and lifted us up head and shoulders above the rest. Lord, we thank you that it does not matter what any wicked man or woman plotted and planned over these last 24 months against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. They cannot shut or close the church of Jesus Christ. For your word declares, Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are actively watching over your church around the world. You are actively guarding the ministries that are standing for your anointing and for your glory and for your word around the world. We thank you that we cannot be uh, overcome. We cannot be defeated. We cannot be destroyed. Now, Lord, I thank you and praise you that you have uh, kept us. For those that have been supernaturally kept, Uh, We begin to thank you now. Lord, for those that thought, well, what's my testimony? I've never been healed of anything. I've never been healed of a disease. I've never been healed of any. I've never been delivered from an addiction like that, like I hear other people testifying about. Well, Lord, we thank you that that you've kept us from those things. We thank you that it's just as much of a miracle that you keep us from those things as it is if you heal us or deliver us from those things. And Lord, we thank you now that you've kept us from every wicked disease, every wicked sickness that the devil would love to use to destroy our bodies and to destroy our minds and to take our families apart. Thank you for keeping us another month. We thank you, Lord, that our minds have been kept. We thank you for peace. We thank you for joy. We thank you for love. And we thank you that it's guarding our hearts and it's guarding our minds. We thank you that it's guarding our strength that you have delivered it to us supernaturally by the Holy Ghost. For your word declares, in your presence is fullness of joy. And so, Lord, we thank you that you've given us access to that joy and to that peace. 
We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be on mind medication. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to take antidepressants. We thank you, Lord, that you've delivered us from those things by your mighty right hand and by your glory. And you're the only one that'll get the glory because you're the only one that could do it. You are our great physician. You are our comforter. And so, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise. Hallelujah. We thank you for the things that you have planned for our future. We thank you, Lord. I'm going to walk. I feel to walk and pray. You might not be able to see me because I may walk out of the camera shot, but you'll hear me because I am praying. But I, it's hard for me to sit still and pray, so I'm going to walk and pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that every demonic force that was sent against the church in 2021 was supernaturally thwarted by the mighty hand of God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that anything the devil had planned to try to come against the move of your spirit and against the mighty church of God in 2022 is already being canceled by the power of God. We thank you that no weapon formed against us can be allowed to prosper in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you are speaking words of healing and health and peace over your people. Your word declares in the, in the Psalms that you send your commands to the earth and your word runs very swiftly. And so we thank you, Lord, that your word is swiftly running to us. Your word is swiftly running to our children. Your word is swiftly running to our spouses and to our loved ones and co-workers. As Loenda wrote in, for those that are struggling, her co-workers and her bosses, the doctors and the people in the hospital, we thank you that your word is running swiftly to them, that they'll receive a quick touch by the power of the Holy Ghost. And now, Lord, we begin to praise you because you are great and greatly to be praised. There's nobody like you in heaven, nobody like you in earth. There's obviously no one like you under the earth. You are the great, true, and almighty God, and there's none like unto you. You are high and lifted up. You have a name that's above every other name, that at that name every knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we thank you, God, for giving him a name that's above every name. Thank you for highly exalting him. And thank you for giving us access to the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you that we can use the name of Jesus and ask you in that name. And whatever we ask you in that name, you will do it. You will do it, and we thank you for that promise. We thank you for that promise today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that you've called us out of darkness, that you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. We thank you, Lord, that you've seated us in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and rulers and dominion and might and every name that is named, not only in this world but that which is to come. Thank you for putting all things under his feet, making him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We thank you, Lord, that you have put us in a position of authority. We thank you, Lord, that we're not victims, we're not begging for help, we're not barely getting by, but we thank you that we're more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. We thank you that we always have the victory, that we're never beneath, but we're always above. We thank you, Lord, that we live in the breakthrough. We live in never-ending increase. We live 
We are the just, and the path of the just, it gets brighter and brighter. And so we thank you, Lord, that today our path is brighter than it was yesterday. We thank you that when we hit February, our path will be brighter than it was in January. We thank you that March will far outdo February and January in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, we make our requests known. We ask you today. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered in Jesus' name. First, Lord, we ask you, these are kingdom prayers. We ask you, Lord, to scatter every enemy of the church at large in the United States of America and around the world. Lord, we pray that whatever wicked thing was standing against the advancement of the church, we anything that's wicked that stands against the progress of your plan on the earth, I pray that you would thwart it today, destroy it today by the mighty power of your right hand. Lord, the things that are happening right now in Canada, just to the north of us, we take authority over that attack against the church in Canada today in Jesus' name, and we command it to come to a halt, cease and desist, and for the nation to open back up again, and for the persecution to stop and for the fear to stop, and the control and manipulation to stop. Lord, if you have to move political leaders out of the way for that to happen, Father, we ask you to quickly either save or remove every political leader that is holding back the church in Canada and, and manipulating and trying to take control of what your people are doing. Lord, we thank you that either it's going to be salvation or removal. And so, Lord, we ask you to do it quickly. For the Prime Minister, Trudeau, we ask you in Jesus' name, either save him and fill him with the Holy Ghost or quickly move him out of the way and replace him with somebody that will lift these restrictions and let the people go free. No more persecution for God's people. Enough is enough in Jesus' name. Enough is enough in Jesus' name. Enough is enough in Jesus' name. Lord, whatever the devil had planned for America, we thank you that it's already being canceled because of people of God that are praying and fasting. Lord, we declare this nation will not come under this communist control. This nation will not come under this socialist control, this anti-Christ agenda to shut down what you're already building up. We declare revival will hit America like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. Let our churches catch on fire. Let our churches see mighty moves of the Holy Ghost. Let our churches be filled with new believers. Let our churches be filled with the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Let our churches be filled with strong men and women of God that are not ashamed to speak the truth, that are not ashamed to preach the word. They're not embarrassed of the full gospel, not embarrassed of the Holy Ghost, not embarrassed of speaking in tongues, not embarrassed of laying hands on the sick, not embarrassed of casting out devils, not embarrassed of seeing people delivered by Holy Ghost power. Lord, send us those people again. Let us be those people again in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, if there were anybody that are in the church, those leaders, those believers, if there were any who through 2020 and 2021, their hearts were beginning to grow cold, we ask you to let them burn bright again 
with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Don't let them fall prey to what happens in Bible prophecy. Don't let them be the ones that the Christ and Paul were prophesying of, that at the in the last days the hearts of many would grow cold. Don't let that be us, and don't, don't let that be the church in America in Jesus' name. Stir a new fire in us. Stir a new fire in them, and let this be the greatest year that we've ever seen for the Christian church in America in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Don't let us be those who uh, begin to uh, fall away from the faith. We'll never be those. We are the ones that are the faithful remnant. We'll never fall away. We'll never lose our fire. We'll never lose our hunger in Jesus' name. Lord, today we ask you to fill every one of us fresh with a new hunger for the Holy Ghost, a new hunger for God. Lord, I pray that you would, because your word promised that those that hunger and thirst, they'll be blessed and they'll be filled. And so, Lord, let us be those people that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 5 that are hungry and thirsty for spiritual things. Lord, that's why we're fasting. That's why we're praying, because we're hungrier for you than we are for food. We're hungrier for you than we are for the natural world. We're hungrier for you than we are for things that please our flesh. We're hungrier for a move of the Holy Ghost than we are for anything else. And so, Lord, we ask you in Jesus' mighty name, in this time of fasting and prayer, would you give us a fresh hunger for the Holy Spirit? Give us a fresh hunger for your word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We ask it. Fill us with a hunger for your word. Let us read like we've never read and see things in your word that we've never seen. Lord, we're asking you today to open the eyes of our understanding. Let them be enlightened that we may be see the, the hope of your calling, the riches of your inheritance in the saints. I pray in Jesus' name that we will have a spirit of wisdom and revelation that would come as we study your word and as we fast and pray. Lord, give us revelation knowledge of the word of God so that we'll see new truth we've never seen before. And the truth that we know will set us free. Lord, let us fly at a new level throughout 2022 because of the truth we've received from the Word of God. Because of the wisdom and revelation we've received from the Holy Ghost, we will go to another level through your Word and through your Spirit. We're going to another level in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for that, that as we dive into the Word, and we ingest the word of God. First of all, Lord, we ask you, do what happened for the prophet Jeremiah for every one of us. For he wrote in Jeremiah 15, 16, Lord, I found your word and I did eat it. And it became unto me the joy and rejoicing of my soul. And so, Lord, as we take in your word every day, we thank you that as we ingest it into our spirit, it is becoming joy, a fuel for joy and rejoicing for our own soul. We thank you, Lord, that as we read your word, that no depression could ever take our minds over. As we read your word, no fear or anxiety attacks or panic attacks could ever overtake our minds. That as we read your word, suicidal thoughts could never come into our minds. For as we read it, just like Jeremiah, it becomes joy and rejoicing to our soul in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that. And we praise you for that. 
We receive new joy today. We receive new peace today from the Word of God and from the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord, that even right now, as we're praying, your Word declares that in your presence is fullness of joy. And so, Lord, as we engage your presence today, we thank you that fullness of joy is ours right now. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy is ours right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We give you glory for that. We give you praise for that. Fullness of joy. It's ours right now. Lord, I'm praying for those that have been struggling in their minds. They've been struggling in their minds. And there's many that are watching that and listening on the podcast that they have been struggling with depression. And it's been a long time. They've been struggling with anxiety attacks, and it's been a long time. They've been struggling with panic, and they've been struggling with suicide, and it's been a long time. Today, I take authority over it in the mighty name of Jesus, and I command it to loose its grip on God's people and let them go today by the power of God. We thank you that joy belongs to us right now. Joy belongs to us right now. I feel the anointing, Mary Beth, to loose it to Jeff. So Jeff, if you're listening and if you're watching, I loose the power of God to you where you are. And I take authority over these attacks against your body, the total man. And I loose healing virtue into your body, Jeff, from wherever you're at right now. Receive it by the power of God. I command you to be made whole. Miracle working power flow through Jeff's body today and make him whole right now. Make him whole right now. I speak to Dave Juleson right now. In Jesus' name, this attack that tried to come on Dave's body, as Lisa laid her hands on you today, I thank you that healing virtue comes upon you right now. And I command you to be whole, Dave, loosed from that infirmity. In Jesus' name, let healing virtue flow through his body right now, Lord, and touch him right where he is. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that there is no attack of the devil that is greater than the anointing of Christ. You can't curse what God has blessed. And so, Lord, as we take this word into our spirits, number one, it becomes joy and rejoicing to our soul today in Jesus' mighty name. Number two, we thank you that as we take this word into our spirits today, it becomes healing and health to our flesh. For your word declares in Proverbs chapter 4, Verses 20 through 22. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those that find them and healing to all their flesh. And so number two today, Lord, as we take this word into our spirit, it becomes healing to our flesh in Jesus' name. And we receive that divine healing today. The word of God is getting into every cell of our bodies. Our organs are being changed by the mighty word of God. Our blood is being changed by the mighty word of God. Our muscles are being touched. Our bones are being touched. Our joints are receiving a touch by the power of God. Lord, even our skin is receiving a touch today by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The word gets into our flesh today and we are made whole. 
we declare we'll walk in healing. We'll walk in victory. Sickness has no place in our family. Sickness has no place in our body. Sickness has no place in our loved ones. In Jesus' name. For we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that same anointing that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in us. Hallelujah. And quickens our mortal body today. And we thank you, Lord, that as we read your word, as we study your word, as we pray, and as we fast, healing is ours. Healing is ours in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we thank you that there's a quick turnaround in our bodies. Lord, I ask you this. Because there are things that people have struggled with physically that have been brought on by the things that they've been doing, by the things, the choices, the actions that they've been taking. And so, Lord, I ask you to speak to your children beginning today that we thank you we will receive divine healing, but, Lord, so that we don't continually enter into the same problems over and over and over again because of bad stewardship of our bodies, bad stewardship of the temple of God. I ask you right now, Lord, that you would convict and instruct every member of the body of Christ that needs a touch from heaven. And Lord, thank you that you'll heal us, but now let us walk in wisdom so that we don't go right back into the same problem again and again and again. Lord, convict us about changes in our lives that we need to make. Convict us about actions that we need to stop and actions that we need to begin in Jesus' wonderful name. I pray it, and I thank you, Lord, that though you're not only healing pancreases and that you're healing bloodstreams and blood cells, that you'll also give us conviction about what we eat and how we live and how we conduct ourselves as the temple of the living God. In Jesus' name, Lord, if we've done anything that has brought about uh, that problem in our body, that's dishonored the temple of God. We repent of that today, and we ask you to speak a word to us of conviction and guidance and show us what to do. And we thank you for that, and we give you praise for it. We will never be the same. Number three, we declare that as we take in the word of God today, as you did for Joshua, you're bringing us into prosperity and success. You're bringing us into prosperity and success, as your word declares in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you'll meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And so, Lord, we declare it as the word of God comes into us today. The anointing comes into us today, and we will walk in prosperity and success throughout 2022 in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you that you're putting the largest seeds in our hand that we've ever sown in Jesus' mighty name. The largest seeds we've ever sown. We thank you that we're getting to the place, Lord, through faithfulness, that our tithe will equal what we used to make in a year. We will now tithe in a year in Jesus' name. We declare it, for you give seed to the sower. You can see those whose hearts are to give and to be generous to the kingdom. And our confession is that we will tithe 
to the kingdom what we used to make in a year as divine increase comes upon our finances. And we will be those that are generous, cheerful givers and that you'll continue to put seed in the hand of your sowers, Lord. Let this year be a year that mind-blowing seeds come into our hands to sow into the kingdom. And we vow to you today that we'll never be those that that consume our seed, that we eat our seed or that we spend it or consume it upon our own lusts. But Lord, we will release those seeds from our hands. And we thank you that as we do, harvests are coming back in the mighty name of Jesus. Harvests are coming back in the name of Jesus. Harvests are coming back. We expect abundant miracles, Lord, things that nobody can explain away things that nobody can uh, un- even understand with their natural minds, harvests and miracles that are only explained by saying God accomplished that. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're expecting, Lord, in Jesus' name, the kind of supernatural thing that only you can do. That way you'll get all the glory and you'll get all the praise for what's happening in our lives. And we desire to bring you glory. And we desire to bring you praise. And we desire to bring you honor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray you raise up a new generation of Holy Ghost-filled preachers. Raise up a new generation of prophets that will not uh, uh, manipulate the word or manipulate what they say based on finances or popularity or the culture or the political system. Raise up a new generation of preachers that are not ashamed to not only live holy but to tell the truth and to step out in the Holy Ghost and do what they're called to do without fear of what man may say or what man may do. We declare it today. We will have strong churches in America. We will have Holy Ghost churches in America. We will not go the way some of these other nations have gone. We refuse to let America become a godless nation in Jesus' name. Lord, pour out your spirit once again. Ignite a fire in your church once again to go after the lost and to do what what is pleasing in your sight in Jesus' mighty name. We ask you to do it today. Let the mighty fire of God flow through this nation and burn up the chaff and burn up the things that are wicked. Lord, I pray this. I pray this today, and I believe it is a kingdom prayer. Every church that has deviated from your word, every church that has adopted an antichrist system and that has gotten in bed with the world, every church that has gotten out of your will, that has no desire to obey the word of God, has no desire to do what you have called them to do, Lord, I pray that they'll quickly close down and close up shop and that their properties would become available to Holy Ghost churches in Jesus' name, to churches that will do what you've asked them to do. Lord, I pray pray that they'll quickly close and board up the doors and sell their properties at a small percentage of what they're actually worth to those that will do what's pleasing to you in Jesus' name. Lord, for those that have compromised and refused to repent, those that have compromised and do not care about your heart and about your desire, Lord, I pray as your word, and this is a principle we see in, even in your parable, Christ, as you told about those that were the servants of the master, and they took their talent, 
and they buried it in the ground. And when the master returned, he said, you wicked and lazy servant, you should have done what I told you to do with the talent that I've given you. Now take it from him and give it to the one who has ten. For to him that has, more will be given. To him that has, more will be given. And so, Lord, I ask you today to carry that out in the United States of America. And those that have not done well with what you've put in their hand, they've refused to obey your voice. They've ignored your call. They've ignored conviction. They've ignored your purpose, and they've ignored your plan. And they refuse to repent. And they've buried their talent in the ground. I pray, Lord, that those talents would be transferred to those that are doing what you've called them to do. And I'm asking you, Lord, let this be a year that properties are transferred into the hands of those that will do what is pleasing in your sight. Let this be the year that land and buildings are transferred into the hands of those that are doing what you have called them to do. Not those that are making a show of Christianity. Not those that are making a spectacle of Christianity. But those that are on fire for God. That will not compromise their Christianity. Or compromise what God's word says. That will stand against sin. That will stand against wickedness and unrighteousness. That will preach the truth in love. That will yield to the Holy Ghost. Release land and properties to churches and people like that. I pray this will be a year that you would get your children and bring them supernaturally out of debt, out from under the weight of this world system. Lord, out of credit card debt, out of mortgage payments, out of car payments, out of student loan debt, out of medical debt. Let this be the year that you bring your children off of welfare, off of these government systems that the government can use to manipulate men and women. Lord, let this be the year that God's people elevate through their obedience beyond needing the help of a wicked government in Jesus' name and be their provider, be their only provider by the power of your spirit. We desire to only trust in you, to only believe in you, we're not leaning on the promises of man. We're not leaning on the help of man. For your word declares in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse number 5, Cursed is the man who puts his trust in the arm of flesh and in doing so turns his back upon God. We have no desire to trust in the arm of flesh. We have no desire to trust in the arm of men. We declare it publicly, Lord. The government is not our provider. Our corporations are not our provider. The culture is not our provider. But you alone are the provider. And we trust in you alone in Jesus' mighty name. This is our year of breakthrough. And we'll receive divine possession in 2022 in the wonderful name of Jesus. Divine possession is ours. We'll possess what we've never had. We'll do what we've never done. We'll go where we've never gone in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, pray. Some of y'all need to pray in the Holy Ghost. God's moving right now. People are being touched right now. Things are changing and turning as we pray right now. Hallelujah. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Lord, we declare it. Divine possession is ours in Jesus' mighty name. We will hold in our hands what we've never held. Lord, do beyond anything that we could ask or think, that we could verbalize, that we could imagine in Jesus' name. Now we pray for our children 
I pray in Jesus' name that our children would be raised up in the Holy Ghost. Lord, what they're trying to do with the young people of America, the perversion that they're trying to sow into the young minds of the children and the teenagers of this nation, we come against it in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for our children. We declare that they'll be full of the Word of God, that they will be, as we've declared with Miracle Word Kids, they will be strong, smart, and set apart in Jesus' name. They'll be strong, smart, and set apart in Jesus' name. They'll be full of the Holy Ghost, and they'll be yielded to the Holy Ghost in the name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we ask you, let a revival break loose among the young people. Let a revival break loose among the youth, the students. Let it move so strong that schools are full of on-fire young people. Lord, as you did in southern West Virginia with that young girl that shared her testimony and began to preach in the halls of her high school, and revival broke out in the high school, and it broke onto the football field and into the auditoriums. And Father, we thank you that hundreds and, uh, came to Christ. Do that same thing in all of our schools, in Jesus' name. I pray that the perversion that has crept into our public schools would be quickly blown out of the schools in Jesus' name, that we would see deliverance for our young people and those the wicked men and women who have made plans to change the curriculum and to teach things that are anti-God and anti-Christ would be moved out of the schools and off of the school boards. Put Holy Ghost people onto the school boards in our districts. Put Holy Ghost people on the city councils. Put Holy Ghost people in these positions, Lord. And we thank you that we will not have that kind of a hindrance for our young people, for a revival is beginning for the youth. Revival is beginning for the students, for the children, that we will see them from a young age catch on fire for God. From a young age, we will see them do mighty things in the kingdom. They'll not wait until they're 18 to step out and be used by God. But now, as the anointing comes on them at 9 and 10 and 11 and 12, we'll see them laying their hands on the sick. We'll see them cast depression off of their friends. We'll see them step out by the power of God and move in the anointing of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Now we begin to thank you, Lord, and praise you that all these things are coming to pass. We thank you that your word is true. We thank you that you're already behind the scenes moving and bringing these things to pass. As your word declares that before we called, you answered us. Before we called, you answered us. So we thank you, Lord. You knew what we would pray. You knew what we would ask you for. You knew our petitions. You knew our supplications. And so we thank you, Lord, that you're already working behind the scenes and these things are coming to pass. We give you praise for what you're doing in our lives. We give you praise for what you're doing in our families. There's nobody worthy but you. There's nobody worthy but you. And today we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you, we give you praise. There's nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody like you, Lord. We stir ourselves up for your service to be used by you. Let us be sensitive to your voice. Let us be sensitive to your voice. Let us hear what you're saying to us. Don't let our flesh take over. Don't let us miss out on what you said we would do and we could have. Don't let us be on the outside looking in. We don't want to be on the fringe. We want to be right in the middle of what you're doing 
in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we give you praise and we give you honor and glory. For you are great and you are greatly to be praised. You are great and you are greatly to be praised. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Now take just a moment and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and stir yourself up. The Bible says you edify yourself. You're stirring up your faith and you're stirring yourself up. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Ha, ha, ha. We praise you. We expect great things. We expect great things in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare it. Today is our day for a breakthrough. Today is our day for a miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. In fact, those of you that are watching, I want you to write it in the comments right now. Today is my day. Today is my day in Jesus' name. If you're listening on the podcast, just say it out loud. Today is my day to receive from the Lord in Jesus' name. And we declare it. It is our day. It is our day in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Put it in the comment. Today is my day. Today is my day. We declare it by faith. Now we're live again tonight here in Madison, Indiana. 6.30 p.m. is the service time. For those that are watching, I'm challenging you today to sow a seed by faith. And the ways to give are on the screen. You can always go to MiracleWord.com to sow a seed today of faith. Believing God for what we prayed today to come to pass. Debts are being canceled. Things are being cleared. And we're going to walk in the overflow of God. It takes a seat of faith. You can use Cash App or PayPal, Venmo, however you'd like to do it. When you go to the website, all of those ways to give, you'll see them there. I want to say partner with us. Stand with Carolyn and me in partnership as we're taking the gospel of Jesus around, literally around the world. Now 180 nations plus around the world. People are being saved every single week and discipled by the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand with us. Stand with us. For those that are partnering with us in the month of January, we're going to be sending you this powerful story of Dr. Lester Summerall's life entitled Adventuring with Christ. Those are standing with us at $85 or more in the month of January. And for those that are standing at $250 or more, we're including with that a wonderful book by Dr. Lightfoot entitled How We Got Our Bible. One of the best reads you could ever have to understand how we got the Holy Scriptures, where they came from, what we saw from history. It's so interesting to read that. And it's faith building to understand why you can believe that this is God's holy, inerrant, inspired word. And that's our gift to you. And then, of course, if you're doing, uh, if you're sowing $1,000 this month, we're going to include with that one of my favorite tools, and that is the New English Translation Study Bible. It's the full notes edition. Tons, I mean, I think it's 40,000, 40 or 50,000 notes on Scripture in one Bible. Extremely, extremely helpful. 
And then if you're sewing largely, you're standing at $5,000 or more, we have for you the uh, Elite Study Collection. It's a keepsake box filled with all of our favorite study materials. And that's for those that are standing with us at $5,000 or more. I love you so very much. I'm telling you, press in. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Ben Jerome, for sowing seed. Thank you for standing with us. We appreciate you. If you want to receive those offers when you've sown, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. And you can fill out the form, and we'll send it right to your house to say thank you to you. Um, if you haven't received your magazine yet, the magazine should be coming in uh, any day. But I love this new magazine that's come out. It'll build your faith, get you ready to receive what God said is yours. Again, tonight's at 6.30 p.m., and we're going to be live again on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, I'm expecting great things. We're here in Madison, Indiana this week, and the next week we're in Jasper, Indiana. And uh, I'm telling you, this is going to be a powerful year. I hope you have your faith set. I hope you're ready for what God's doing because this is going to be so swift that people, people's minds are going to be blown. Things that other people thought would take 10 years, God will do it in one year. Things that others thought would take a whole year, God will do it in a month. It's going to be expedited. It's going to be quick. Stay fasting. Stay praying. Stay strong on it. Stay strong. Read your Bible reading plan. Pray. Watch what God will do. I love you. Have a wonderful, blessed day. I'll see you tonight at 6.30 p.m. Later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.